It's advertisement time. It is the holiday season, and I would like to share with you guys that I'm going to be offering the biggest discount of the year for joining my online program, The Refresh. It's all about food and fitness for busy parents, finding your healthy autopilot, figuring out how to feel more energized, more in control of your diet and exercise routine without overextending your bandwidth. This is the December of 2020, and at the last week of December, or actually the week of Christmas, I am going to be offering a huge, huge, huge discount code for the refresh, and we'll start in January. And if you want to get that code, uh, click the link in the episode notes here, and I will make sure that I'll have your email address and so I can send you the code. It will go fast. I'm only going to do five spots at this price, so make sure to get your name on there. You get an alert, and you're going to get a huge discount on the program. All right. Can't wait to see you soon. Do you wish that you had all the time and energy and motivation in the world to get yourself to a fitness class multiple days a week, get yourself exercising, moving how you wish you were moving or moving how you used to move before you became a parent? Do you wish that you were the king or queen of meal prep, getting groceries every week, fridges always full of easy, healthy things that, to snack on, and you know that you like certain healthy foods, uh, and for some reason they're not getting on your table, but you just wish that they were? Um, if you, If these thoughts have gone through your head, I will tell you first that you're normal. I will tell you second that I have been there and my background, my expertise is in fitness and nutrition. But when I became a parent, that became so difficult to maintain. And my life right now does not look like it looked like before I had kids. Uh, but I I'm trying and I'm here for you. And I wanted to make this podcast and make this my programs for you to help you figure out how to fit food and fitness into your life as a busy parent so that you can feel better, you can feel more like you, and you can feel like you are taking care of yourself, but it's not requiring all of the hours of effort and all of the energy that you think that it's going to require. So I am here to give you simple tips, little prompts to give you a little bit more energy, help you make things feel a little bit less overwhelming, make it feel like you do have the bandwidth to take care of yourself just a little bit. And then if you do that, then you get more bandwidth. And if you do it more, then you get more and you get more and more energy. So I'm here to help you build up your healthy autopilot, your healthier you. So keep on listening with me and you'll keep on getting ideas and I guarantee you will feel better. Hello, 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 and happy winter, middle of the week in December. Uh, Beth here and wanting to talk to you guys today about picky eating. So whether or not you are a picky eater or you are living with another adult who is a picky, picky eater and sharing meals with them, or if it's your kids who are the picky eaters, there are some things that we can talk about that can help you be more understanding and forgiving of that pickiness. Um, and so I wanna talk about that a little bit today and then how to help 
prod somebody along, whether it's yourself, your partner, or your child, in expanding your horizons to new foods. Because we know that from a dietitian perspective, I'm a dietitian first, so I always think about nutrition and health and wellness. We know that the more variety of the foods that we're eating, the more vitamins, minerals, micronutrients, antioxidants, other things that science hasn't discovered yet uh, that we are getting. So the more foods from the earth, natural, whole, whatever, the more non-man-made foods that we can eat, the healthier we'll probably be, the more variety. But variety can be scary. Variety can be hard. And not just for uh, your kids who are really, everything is new to them, but for all of us. So I'm going to have you think about yourself first. And then we're going to talk about the different types of picky eaters. Um, and then we're going to, um, hi, Becca. Uh, I can't tell who's in there and who's not. I'm still learning this thing. So if you see it, if you're in the Facebook group watching this as I talk live, um, say hey and, and tell me how, what you're thinking about this. So, okay. So I want to talk about picky eaters, um, how to wrap our heads around what it's like to be a picky eater if we're not one, or maybe you already know what I'm talking about, and then, and then go on from there. And then we're going to talk about ways to expose and expand your horizons, and then an idea about how to serve a meal that will satisfy everyone, the adventurous and the picky. So let's talk about, think about yourself, and think about if you've ever gone on a vacation somewhere where the food was really different or maybe not even on vacation, maybe to a, buffet, a local buffet or been to somebody's house for a dinner party and they make food from their culture that is something you have never seen before. And think about your initial feeling when you saw that food. Maybe a few of you out there are really adventurous and thought like, ooh, exciting, brand new, I've never had frog legs or whatever it is, I'm just gonna dive right in. But I'll bet you that most of you out there were a little bit queasy, like a little bit unsure. Uh, that is what our picky eaters feel like. Our kids who have never eaten a food besides formula or breast milk ever in their life and then start to experiment and then become more aware and start to, to realize that, every, you know, to start to be more aware and eating more foods. Um, we have to realize that every single food that they eat is new to them. Every single texture, every single smell, every single color even if they ate it when they were nine months old, they don't really remember that. So as your kids get older, as they become toddlers and kids, if a food that you think is so basic, like a parsnip, I mean, that's not the most basic, but it's like a step away. If they're horrified and terrified of that food, think about how you feel when you run into something that is so unfamiliar. So now if we put ourselves in those shoes, or if we're thinking about somebody who's an adult, who's a picky eater, who's just used to the foods that they're used to, and they're not used to eating what, uh, what they might consider a delicacy or something unique and strange, even if it's part of your diet. Uh, we get used to what we're eating and we get really comfortable and familiar with the flavors that we're eating. And it's scary to try new things, especially to eat them, especially if you have a history of any kind of stomach ache after eating a new food or nausea or bug. Uh, it can be really, really intimidating to try a new food. So I hope that helps you realize and understand why your kids might be extra picky, why your partner may be extra picky, maybe forgive yourself for being extra picky because if you're not comfortable with the food, if you're not familiar with it and seeing it over and over again, it's gonna feel a little bit scary to eat. So I wanna talk about ways to uh, get past that hump. So I already kind of said it, I already said it. it's becoming more familiar. So there is research out there that talks about kids uh, having to be exposed to a food between like seven and 14 times before it becomes a familiar food. And exposure doesn't mean eating it. 
Exposure might mean helping to cook or prepare it. It might mean chop, helping you, you know, pretending to chop the vegetables with you. And maybe one day they actually put one in their mouth and lick it. Uh, it might be decorating the plate, just like setting the table and putting the food on the table, like holding a bowl full of this unfamiliar food and smelling it as you bring it to the table. That's exposure. If we're thinking about kids, it might be, you know, giving permission for the food to be on that plate and allowing it to be present without throwing it off the plate onto the floor or throwing it at, you know, the dog. Um, it might be the next step might be smelling it, picking it up and looking at it, building a tower with it. Plant, you know, can we talk about kids playing with food and we think it's this bad thing, but if it's a food they haven't tried before, it can be something, it can be a way for them to get more familiar with the food. Then a kid might lick it and say, oh, this is gross, I'm not gonna eat it. And then they might lick it another time. And then one day they might eat one bite. And then another time they might eat zero bites and then three bites and then zero bites. And they're gonna go back and forth. But the more you expose your children or your picky eater, grown up picky eater to a food, the more familiar it will be and the less intimidating. If you have frog legs, I used that as an example earlier. If you have frog legs every day on the table, one day you're gonna be like, well, let me try this. And then you're gonna eat it and it's gonna be less scary. So that's what it's like for people who are less adventurous than frog legs with another food that feels adventurous to them. So I wanna talk about playing with food being okay because kids have their way of playing with food and adults have their way of playing with food. So when you get a box of, um, you know, a box of pre-prepared food that's ready for you to cook and, and chop up into a new recipe and it's an ingredient you've never used before, that's playing with food. You're experimenting with a new food in a safe environment because somebody's telling you how to cook it. Um, if you decide to get a CSA box or a produce delivery box where you don't control what's in it and, you, and you're excited to get something new to experiment with, that's playing with food. And you might find that the first time you get beets in your box and you don't know how to cook beets, you don't like them very much and you, and you don't want to cook them. Uh, you might find that the next time you get them, you actually think about doing it. So instead of giving them to your neighbor or letting them go to the waste, you try something and you might cook it and then still not really love it. But then you keep getting those beets and you keep on trying and experimenting different recipes and you find something you like and one day you might love beets. So you never really know until you try, until you expose yourself to that food over and over again. And success doesn't look like trying it once and loving it when it's something new. Success looks like repeatedly introducing it to yourself or your picky eater over and over again. So I like to do action steps with my clients. When I'm in my refresh program, I give action steps and homework. Somebody today in our meeting asked me to give her homework because she likes the homework assignments. Uh, my, my nutrition clients, I have you guys all walk away with you know three specific action steps you're gonna work on this week. So now that I've talked for just a few minutes, I don't ever like to talk too long because I know that my audience, you guys are all busy parents and you don't wanna listen to an hour long podcast. So I wanna get my point across and, and move it along. Uh, so, so with the today's concept about picky eating, so now we understand why somebody might be a picky eater. We have ideas of ways to start getting over that hump. And we have ideas about the expectations of getting over that hump, that it's not just gonna happen right away, that you've gotta expose, expose, expose. So, um, you know, if there's a food that you know, if there's a health food that you know you wish you, wish you liked, you gotta keep on trying and keep on exposing yourself and you might see that, that you end up enjoying it. And then if you don't, okay, get rid of it. You know, if your kids, if, try, if you try giving them broccoli a hundred times, they never eat it, you might give up and that's fine. <laughs> but I wanna give you guys three action steps you could take away from, from listening to this today. So one is going to be, think about how you can play with a new item of fruit or vegetable or meat 
um, or even a new grain this week. So what can you buy and experiment with? And maybe it can be something that's just a little bit of a separation from what you usually eat. So maybe if you have, you know, you love the world of farro and quinoa, maybe you just try another grain that you still make the same way and cook with your same vegetables. Maybe it's like time for some bulgur as a side dish and you still use the same seasoning and then you can explore from there. Uh, maybe it's getting, I like to call it top chef edition fruit and veggie. So you get a new fruit or a new vegetable at the store or in a produce box and you have a competition who can, who, who can help cook the best recipe in your household that makes that food the most fun. So, so uh, step one is play with your food or let your kids play with their food. Maybe that's the challenge. Step two is to think about one departure you can take from your normal window of the foods that you eat. And so this is actually kind of divided into a couple steps. So one could be uh, a challenge that I have some of, my, some of my refresh members go through at the beginning of the refresh, which is take a walk down your virtual grocery aisle or your actual grocery aisle of the seasoning, spices and seasonings and pick out a new flavor that you don't normally use. And it doesn't have to be mixed, learning how to mix five spices together. You can buy a marinade that somebody already put together or a spice blend that somebody already created. And my challenge to you is to do that and use those newer, more unfamiliar flavors on a familiar food. So if you always make chicken, rice, and vegetables, then make chicken, rice, and vegetables, but use this new seasoning and see if that helps you start to open your horizon. Cause then you might say, oh, I love this seasoning. What else can I put it on? And then, oh, I wanna try this uh, green tomato. Maybe that'll be fun baking that seasoning. Who knows, making things up. But that can be a, a way to experiment with new foods. And so that's kind of the adult version of departing from the norm. So we talk about uh, the adult version of playing with your food is your top chef recipes. The kid version is just play. Uh, so the adult version of taking a departure just one step away from what you are comfortable with might be what I just described, trying new flavors. The kid step can be something like, uh, an example is a kid who only eats orange foods and they only eat orange crackers and you really wanna get your kid eating, um, uh, let's say like you really want to get them eating cheese, but for some reason, even orange cheese, they won't eat. So let's say, okay, so you get an orange cracker and you said they love Cheez-Its and they're eating these orange square Cheez-Its. So what do you do next? You can get them a white square cracker, just one thing different, or you get them an orange square of cheese that is cut the same way as the Cheez-It. It is in the same shape. Maybe you have them eat it on a cheese at that first so they feel the crunch, but they also get familiar with that softer texture. And then you take the cracker away and then they're just eating the softer texture. So we're moving one step away. We're not changing the color and the shape at the same time. We're just changing one thing. Um, another example that I think is more, sorry, that one was just kind of out of my head, but I think another one that is might be a little bit more easy to grasp. I had a client who's, uh, I think their kid was eating sweet potatoes, like mashed sweet potatoes, but they wanted them to eat carrots. So what we did was the kid was eating the mashed sweet potatoes and then uh, my patient, she uh, boiled carrots till they were soft and mushy, mashed them up, used the same cinnamon and seasoning that she was using when she made the mashed potatoes, but on the mashed carrots, got the kid used to the flavor of carrots, but with them looking and feeling like mashed potatoes. Then took it one step more and didn't mash the carrots, but it's same seasoning, they're still steamed, they're still soft. Then you take another step, you can change the flavor. Then you take another step and maybe you don't see the carrots and all of a sudden you have a kid that might eat raw carrots that wouldn't have done it if you hadn't step by step moved them towards there. Oh. So 
that's an idea for you. And if you have other ideas, I love to, so this is why I love doing this, uh, recording for my podcast as a live chat in my private Facebook group, Food and Fitness for Busy Parents, where I like to give all of my people that have ever participated in any kind of a workshop with me um, access to have this private community of, of busy parents trying to find the middle and find the balance when it comes to being healthy. Um, so please let me know if you have any other ideas or thoughts. There's a video of me talking in the private Facebook group. So go ahead and fill out, like write in some responses there. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, there is a link in my podcast bio right to that Facebook group. So let's summarize. We have talked about picky eating, why, we, why people are picky eaters, how to get away from it, why it's important to get away from it. And then we've also talked about action steps. So we've got action, two action steps for adults and two action steps for kids. So we've got, you can let your kids play with your food, you can let them get exposed, and you can uh, have them experiment by, or you experiment by slowly shifting one familiar food of theirs, slightly changing it to a different shape color or texture, only one of those three changes can be changed at a time. And then you slowly stepwise move them to exposure to a new food. For the adults, you could try your top chef uh, veggie or fruit edition or new seasoning edition. So you could take a walk down the aisle and try new seasonings, but use your same old food, but your new seasonings or try a step one step away food wise. So I hope you guys listened to this, got one idea, one thing that you wanna do to expand your horizons because whoever you are, whether you're a picky toddler, a picky adult, or an adventurous adult, we can all improve our diets by exploring and trying new flavors and trying new things that can bring and introduce new nutrients to our life, new vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, antioxidants, all the things that who knows what science has yet to discover. But if we keep on trying foods from the earth that we haven't really gotten com comfortable with before, can make life kind of fun and it can make life kind of healthier. So go out there and do it. And if you're in that private Facebook group, let me know what you tried and what you thought. And it's always fun to share recipes. So give it a share. All right. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you on another Wellness Wednesday. Okay, and now we're done. Uh, please, if you enjoyed this, if you are looking forward to hearing more from me, please hit subscribe or rate this podcast. Make sure that you are somehow getting alerts when I do roll out with all of the good stuff that I have coming for you. All right, thanks so much, and I can't wait to, to see you on here again.